And Dennis Stewart, uh, we've been talking about spices in the last couple of weeks and had some really interesting things happening. Are we going to follow up on that? I thought we would, uh, Jane. There's been quite a lot of interest um, by listeners who have contacted my rooms asking me to elaborate on certain of the spices. So I thought what we'd do first up today was just look at some of the major spices and conclude this series on spices by talking about the potential of some of the major spices. To a new RFM, your easy listening alternative. It's all about feeling good now, health naturally, for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we'll be talking about spices, but we're taking your calls on 49216216. Bernadette, you've got a question for Dennis. Yes, I do, Dennis. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bernadette. I'm just going to take you away from your spices for a oh, moment. What a pity. What a pity. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Okay. Right, regarding my husband, Mm -hmm. 2010-2011, two doses of shingles, Mm -hmm. 2012 encephalitis, and pneumonia contracted in hospital. Three months off work, he has never really recovered, Dennis. He is uh, back at work. And I sometimes wonder how he manages, but he must do. Yes. Um, I've looked online. I've spoken to people. Um, all I'm getting back really is, well, he's lucky to be alive. Mm. And, um, yes, it's highly likely that there has been damage done to his brain, which mm. I believe is the case. He's lethargic, no energy. But he's back at work. Yes. How old, how old is your husband? He's 62. Okay. Look, looking at the, or briefly looking at um, uh, what's happened to him and what could happen to him, my, uh, my feelings would be that one of the best uh, natural remedies that he should consider would be that uh, remedy that I've mentioned frequently on this program known as Astragalus 8. Now, would you spell that for me, Dennis? Well, uh, 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 okay. Just if you just write down Astra, A S T R A, Astra, yes, Garlus, G A L U S, Astra Garlus, yes, and put an eight beside it, yes. Now, let me explain that, as I've frequently done on this program. Astra Garlus eight is a formulation based on a group of Asian remedies that are best known as immunosupportive and are renowned for their ability to promote recovery, particularly after nasty viral assaults. And we use it, and I have used it for very many years as the person responsible for bringing it into Australia. I have used it for many years to address particularly uh, the situation that your husband seems to be experiencing. That is, he has been assaulted, his immune system has been really challenged, Mm. and he's now, if you like, in a state of chronic fatigue. Astragalus 8, in my opinion... Uh, would very likely give him an edge and may indeed lead to a better performance and improvement in his immune functioning. What I would suggest you do to confirm this, um, if you were to send a stamp-addressed envelope to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, ask for the articles that I have written, the papers that I have written, on the clinical cases that I have studied many of whom I have treated, where Astragalus 8 has proved to be remarkably successful. And I make that offer to all listeners. This product is so useful and so now universally known around Australia by the naturopathic profession that if you have had ongoing immune system challenges 
and as a result of that are experiencing ongoing fatigue, I would suggest you take up my offer right in stamp-addressed envelope. We will send out to you information on astragalusate, which, by the way, is usually available from good pharmacies and good health food stores. But if you can't get it, it's always available from my rooms at 39 Alma Road. You start him on Astragalus 8, and I'd be surprised if you didn't see some benefit, Bernadette. Oh, that sounds wonderful, mm, Dennis. Mm. I'm really terribly worried well, about it. I know him. you are. I sense that. Yeah. And, and you, you, you get started on that. Um, let him read the articles as well as yourself, yes. and we'd, we'd appreciate some feedback down the line to know how he's gone. Most definitely, Dennis. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bernadette. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. Taking your calls on 49216216. Jill's rung in from Salamander Bay. Your question for Dennis, Jill. Uh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Jill. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of a friend. Uh, I'm helping a young Iranian lady with her English. Yes. So she can't phone you. Yes. But she suffers dreadfully with migraine. Oh dear, that's nasty, isn't it? Uh, she gets it for three days, apparently twice a month. Yes. And I was wondering if there was anything I could tell her to get. Okay. Uh, is she uh, taking medication presently? Um, her English is so bad. I think she said she's taking pills. I okay, don't know what okay. they are. Well, what but I, she said um, mm. she can't manage them. I understand. What, what I would say is, and I don't know a lot about this lady, but uh, a device that's sometimes used to build up prophylaxis or prevention against mm. the migraine headache is based on the herb Feverfew. I'll spell it for you. Yes, thank you. F-E-V-E-R. Yeah. F-E-W. Fever, fever, few. Right. Botanically known as parthenium, but it's commonly known as fever view. Right. Now, fever view is considered to be what's called an antiprostaglandin agent. That is, it interferes with substances thought to trigger off the migraine headache. It's a low-dose herb. It has good um, evidence. If you were to Google it up or look on the net, you'd find that it's confidently recommended uh, as as a herb to use. Occasionally, and I'll I'll mention this, occasionally individuals experience a side effect. I haven't seen too much of it. The Mm -hmm. side effect usually means that uh, they can develop a mouth ulcer or something like that. I, I have never seen that in practice, but that needs to be mentioned. I would suggest you're at Salamander Bay, are you? Go down to Mark Brown there. He runs the health food store there. Uh, He's a good operator, Mark. Uh, Is that in Nelson Bay or Salamander? Well, I think Mark's in Salamander, but the people at Nelson Bay also are good operators and they would have the herb. It comes in in a capsule form. Mm-hmm. So it's conveniently taken. I would get hold of that and give the lady a try. If it's going to do anything, it yep. should do it reasonably quickly. Tell her okay. it, it's not to treat the episode, it's to try to stop the episodes. Right. And probably if it's in a capsule form, one capsule a day for a month or two would be a good way of seeing if it's going to help. Thanks for your call, Jill. Sandra's rung in from Morissette. Hello, Sandra. Hello. Hello, Hello Sandra. Dennis. How are you doing? Yeah, well, good, um, good. 10 years ago when I had breast cancer, yeah. I tried the um, astragalus yes, 8 yes. and it was quite good then. Yes. I've just um, gone through chemo again for breast cancer. Yes, yes. And um, I'm going on to the hormone therapy now, which is yes. the Rimadex. Yes, I know it well. 
Yes, so I just wondered whether um, the astragalus would be my best um, option there to sort of get myself back together again. Okay. Well, interestingly, Sandra, my, my wife similarly has had breast cancer, and from the, uh, the day she um, had the procedure, she has not, she has not stopped taking astragalus 8 uh, oh, okay. and uh, is, is doing well. Um, Aramidex is uh, an estrogen suppressant, as you would have been told, and, and yeah. I, c I can't see how astragalus 8 would interfere with that. Um, right. And uh, if you were my wife, I'd say, look, go for it. But what I would suggest is do the right thing um, via your oncologist. Uh, mention that you have discussed using astragalus 8 with me as, yeah. as an immune-supportive agent and get his concurrence. But I would be surprised if there were any objection, because I have numerous clients and patients who are on either tamoxifen or aramidex who also oh. use astragalus 8 and have done so for a long period of time. I would, would confidently... Would tablet form yeah, look, well? You can take it in a tablet form, and um, you're down at Morissette. Uh, you'll easily be able to procure it uh, from your pharmacy there. Um, right. So I would suggest you do that, but as I've always said with any of these things, where your manager is a medical professional, you must uh, indicate to him or her what you're doing, but rarely do I find any objection to the use of astragalus 8 as an immunosupportive agent. Right, so is there anything else that you would suggest um, apart from that or with that? Well, um, anyone that uh, has heard me uh, talk about bioflavonoids would know that I have a great deal of regard for bioflavonoids as a supportive entity in helping uh, fight the good fight against this condition. And all I can say is that, again, I have quite a few patients who are using bioflavonoids as well as astragalus 8 and who are seemingly doing very well. Now, bioflavonoids are natural substances. Obviously, they're in many fruits and vegetables. The main one is a bioflavonoid called quercetin. And what I'm going to suggest, Sandra, is if you're interested, um, and for your sake, because I know what you're going through, uh, write into my rooms at 39 Alma Road, and, oh. and my staff will send you the information on bioflavonoids and the oh. way in which one in particular, quercetin, is considered to be a useful agent again in, in giving support to the body in resisting any assertion of this condition. Well, the chemo has made me very sick. I was just yeah. so sick all the month through yeah. you know, having that, and um, I'm still quite quite low, I think, when, even when, after when did, a month. When did you have your original procedure? Well, the last chemo was 20th of July, so it's been just a month now. Did you, did you originally have an umpectomy or a mastectomy? I had um, a mastectomy right. 10 years ago, yes. and then this time I've had all the um, auxiliary nodes out from under my arm. Right. 10 years down the track, it, it uh, reasserted itself. Sorry? 10 years down the track, it reasserted itself? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, okay. Well, look, you're, 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 you're in good care. We have excellent... Um, uh, treatment options here in the Hunter, as my wife and myself have found out, excellent oncologists, good medical professionals. Uh, oh, the yes, little thing. Ha that's right. That side of it, so. the, the, these little things that I've suggested are appendages that I'm confident enough to recommend because my wife, again, who has had a similar procedure, is, well, is using them. the best for me because it's um, it's a very scary 
time. I understand. Tell so, me about it. I've been through it with my wife. I'm on, I'm on the mobile. Um, we're heading down to Sydney to see the family, so okay. you're starting to break up. Okay. All, all the best. All the best, Sandra. Yes, all the best, Sandra, and uh, good luck. Um, Virginia has rung in from Karua. Hello, Virginia. Hi, how are you? Hello, Virginia. How are you? Very well, thank you, Dennis. Thank Good. you for taking my call. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, my question is, uh, I have been in menopause for a few years now. Yes. And my only side effect is my low or no libido. Yes. It's like the light switches. And I was wondering if there was anything... Any natural? I'm a, I'm a natural therapist practitioner myself. I'm a bone therapist, okay. and um, I'm wondering if there was anything that would assist me to maybe turn that light switch on again, occasionally. Okay. Look. What I suggest you try are, are herbs that are characterised by what are called phytoestrogens, and these herbs are well known and they're presented in a range of products. Uh, a product that I frequently recommend to patients who are experiencing varying degrees of postmenopausal stress or indeed working through the menopause is a product called Femaren, F-E-M-A-R-E-N. Now, Femaren is a product that is, was in fact developed by a, a graduate student of mine, and it's a good product produced by a good Australian company. Um, some of my staff members have used it in working through um, menopause, admittedly, for other aspects of it, particularly the flushing and the perspiration. But the logic of using it in a condition uh, such as yours is fairly, is, is soundly based. It's not expensive. It, it can't in any way at all upset you, in my opinion. So make a beeline and try to get hold of femorin and use it in the dosage recommended. You'll need to be on it a little while to be able to assess it, but that's what I would recommend, Virginia. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls, 49216216. Craig, you've rung in from Western. How are you going? Hello, Craig. Hello, Dennis. Thanks for taking your call. Pleasure. Um, I'm just wondering, I've been on synthetic pot for like, about three years now. Synthetic? Yeah, marijuana. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I'm wondering, would you have anything to help me like, get off it? Just like I, when I'm not on it, I just spew up and be sick all the time and, yeah. Look, Craig, it's not an easy one. If it was an easy one, um, you know, you wouldn't be asking the question. Um, yeah. Are you getting help? In, in trying to get off it? I've been trying trying to get help, but there's like three months waiting list everywhere I ring up. Yes, I know. Look, there's, uh, uh, I'd like to be able to say, yes, look, take this uh, okay. and it will help. All, all that I can say is this, and I make no guarantees for it. All that I can say is there is something in, in American herbalism, in the older literature, which suggests that the very bitter herb, and I say the very bitter herb, Golden yep. Seal, Golden Seal, has had some usefulness in yep. help in helping people retreat from various addictions. Now, oh. I, I have no confirmation for that. I know where you're coming from. I'm fully aware of yep. of the dilemma. I know this probably better than yourself as a result of uh, things that I'll not elaborate on. I know how difficult it is. You know, you have to get off off it because yep. uh, you know you, have you had a psychotic episode yet 
No, not at the moment. Well, that's but good. I've just keep getting stressed out. And, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, have, have, you t- have you spoken to your GP about being put onto something of, of more of an anti-anxiety preparation to get you over this? No, I've been down to the Martha Hospital down yes. at Newcastle yes. and they've yeah. gave me some medication, like yes. sick medication and that, but yes. that's about all. Okay, well, look, just a couple of things. Um, I'll try. Um, what I suggest you do... And yep. I'm keen to help you for, for reasons that I won't elaborate on the program, but I'm keen to help you. Um, Thank you. Drop a line to 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Okay. Just mention um, the information that you need. I'll come up with something based on what I've already said about Golden Seal, and I'll, right. off, and I'll offer some private and personal recommendations that Beautiful. I've that I've made uh, to people very close to me that's helped them. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay, do that, and and I'll get back. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for your call, Craig. And, uh, yes, get the letter off. This is Health Naturally, your calls on 49216216. And I think, Dennis, we might have a moment to talk about spices. Why not? Let's do it quickly. Okay. <laughs> Look, we, we mentioned in a couple of a couple of weeks running the importance of what are called spices in the diet. I'll summarise some of the major spices rather quickly because of their importance, keeping in mind that when we spoke about them, um, we mentioned that recent articles, even in newspapers, had confirmed that the regular, almost daily use of spices had a significant potential effect in improving the health profile and even perhaps uh, giving you a better life expectancy. And the spices that were referred to, and I'll mention them briefly, the most important ones, in my opinion, are as follows. Firstly, chilli. Chilli is very important for promoting peripheral circulation and creating, if you like, warmth within the body, particularly for people that experience cold hands and feet in cold conditions. Chili is a great herb and it can be taken in varying levels. Get used to it, begin to use it. We also mentioned ginger. Ginger is a remarkable remedy and very important for people that can't tolerate chili. Ginger, if if you like, is a softer option and is remarkable for achieving many of the warming and peripheral benefits of chili powder, but it also has a profound anti-nauseant effect. So for people that are suffering nausea as a result of varying conditions, the regular use, say, of ginger as a tea is potentially very, very useful indeed. The other thing is don't ever forget the herb cinnamon, particularly if you are a type 2 diabetic. Cinnamon has been shown to be a useful agent when taken on a daily basis, usually in about a teaspoonful a day. It's been shown to be useful and contributing to um, overcoming insulin resistance and helping drop the blood sugar profile. It's not expensive, it's harmless, it's useful, but very, very well documented. There are three spices that I virtually use on a daily basis. I fight type 2 myself, so I know a lot about uh, the, the, the benefit of, of cinnamon. I use chili almost on a daily basis. People can't believe the amount of chili I use, and it has its very, very significant benefits. I'm not a big ginger use user, but I understand ginger. They're the three that I'd like listeners to take on board, begin to use them, and experience that potential that was called up even in our local newspaper that the regular daily use of spices has an effect on longevity and also general health. Chili. Ginger, 
remarkable remedies and cinnamon particularly if you're a type 2 individual. It is amazing, isn't it, how effective spices can be and they taste good. Well, I'd be the first to, to vouch for that, but don't overlook that that uh, discussion we had last week, where we were referring to that that medical practitioner who investigated why it was that in Asia, in a very polluted environment, people who were smoking a lot were relatively freer of uh, respiratory complications than we living in Anglo countries, and he put it down to the fact that the regular use of hot spices, again, particularly chilli, have what was called a bronchomucotropic effect, technical term, in helping, if you like, promote better expectoration of congestion and mucus and contribute to resistance to bronchitis, etc. So again, most of my mixtures for my respiratory patients will always include either chilli or ginger, depending on their tolerance. Hmm. Now, we were talking very briefly last week about Ayurvedic medicine oh, therapy. Now, now you've got me started, Jane. Now, that now is you've something. got me started. We could, we could do a whole session on Ayurveda. In fact, we might do that one day. Uh, Ayurvedic medicine, just briefly, is, is a system of medicine that's been in existence even before Greek medicine developed. In fact, it goes back to the what's called the Indus Valley Civilization, which was thousands of years before the birth of Christ. And in the Indus Valley, uh, civilization was thought to have commenced. And in the Indus Valley Civilization, the Vedas, the V-E-D-A-S, the Vedas were written, the sacred literature of India, and Ayurveda is a Veda associated with health. And so Ayurvedic medicine is based on the philosophy of India, the philosophy of the Vedas, and is a system that is still practised, actually taught in government-sponsored colleges in India. I have studied it myself most of my life. I initially was introduced to it at UNE when I was doing a a subject on South Asian civilization, fell in love with it, and I've lectured on it at a postgraduate level. It's a system of medicine that believes very much in spices. And so just as we've been talking about respiratory conditions, in Ayurvedic medicine, a wet congestive condition would be considered to be a, 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 a disease that needed to be treated with warming, drying spices, hence the importance in Ayurvedic medicine of using things like cayenne or black pepper or long pepper, which is a favourite one in India. We'll talk about Ayurveda at another time. I'd love to expand on this with you. Sounds great. <laughs> but 49216216 for your calls. Rob from Northlampton. Hello, Rob. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm well, Rob. How are you? Good, thanks. I'm ringing about my wife. She's been a long-term Lipidor user for controlling cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading the internet, she's she's actually suffering from uh, acute aches and pains in her joints. You mentioned that to your doctor. It's pointing to the Lipidor from what the internet's saying. You mentioned that to your GP, have you, Rob? Yes, yes. It doesn't seem to be getting through. Okay. Well, uh, look, your, your wife may well need to be on a statin, but most listeners would know that I'm not a great fan of statins. I have to be cautious what I say about them, but anyone who's taking a statin should be aware that they have good points, but they also have problem points. And those problem points generally assert themselves in, in, in muscular uh, symptoms, pain and discomfort, 
and un- and unfortunately, unfortunately, in some of the literature, uh, one side effect emerges, not greatly, but it's there, and that is associated with short-term memory loss. So I would suggest that um, if you're concerned about it, go to your GP, express your concern that you've done a bit of work on it, and ask, does your wife need to be on a statin? Um, see if there's any possibility that she could be tried on something that is not a statin, particularly if her mm. cholesterol level is only moderately elevated. I think what you need to do is be a little bit proactive on it. It's not wise, and I wouldn't advise anyone who's on a statin to cease taking it without discussing it with their medical managers because in some situations, particularly for people whose cholesterol level is remarkably high or people that have had cardiovascular intervention, uh, a statin is, is absolutely necessary. But in my opinion, and it's an opinion, and I've got to be cautious what I say, in my opinion, statins, statins can be overprescribed and can be used at, at a time when, when lesser medication may well do the trick and you have heard me talk on this program about my confidence in what are called phytosterols, natural substances which are useful, in my opinion, for addressing yep. moderately elevated levels of cholesterol. Run that past your GP. Um, also mention the, the pharmaceutical drug Ezetrol as, as a substance to consider. But I don't know your wife's case. You need to discuss it with your GP. And let me just point out to you that there are other statins apart from Lipitor. You need okay. to, and he would be aware of that. Um, I can't say too much about brand names, but um, Lipitor's Lipitor, put it that way. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I understand. Thanks, Dennis. There's a course of action for you. Thanks for your call, Rob. And David Weston, you've rung in from there. Hello, Hello. David. Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Dennis. How are you doing? Uh, cinnamon, yes. a teaspoon of cinnamon a yes. day. I'm yes. familiar with cinnamon sticks, but yes. in what form and okay. where would you... Okay. Look, it's, it's pretty easy to get hold of, David. Um, I'm talking more about cinnamon powder, and cinnamon powder would be in probably in the spice shelf in any of the supermarkets. Um, it's easily procured. It comes in little packs, just like um, any other spice that's sold in the supermarket. You would also, of course, be able to get it um, in your health food store. I'm not sure whether pharmacies would carry uh, spices in that form, but uh, you're at Western. Any of the supermarkets, either in Curry or in Cessnock, would, would have cinnamon as a powder, and a heap teaspoonful of that daily is worthwhile persevering with. So what do you take that? With, I mean, I, want, I don't want to eat a lot of donuts. No, I can understand that. Well, you can, okay, you, you, can, oh, you, you caught me there. Uh, you can put on a, on, a, on a cup of cocoa at night. You put on warm milk at night. You can just take it on its own, mix it with a bit of honey if you like. There, it doesn't matter how you take it. It's a matter of taking it. Uh, and fortunately, it's not that nasty to take. You're listening to Health Naturally. Thanks to our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we're taking your calls. Camille from Whitebridge has rung in. A question for Dennis, Camille? Yes, hi, Dennis. Hello, Camille. Um, I would just, um, it's about my son who's 12 years and he has yes. a type of age and he's got um, chronic sinus problems, okay. which has always got then headaches caused from that and yes. then becomes chronic ear infection. Oh, dear. So is there anything that um, you suggest for, um, to help with that? I do make a suggestion here, Camille. The, the thing about it, however, is that it would have to be 
are formulated, which probably means you'd have to present uh, to my rooms to the dispensary to have it yep. dispensed for you. Yep. And, and um, the reason I'm saying that is it's a compound formulation, uh, which I've demonstrated clinically useful over very, very many years for chronic sinus. Uh, I mentioned the herbs to you, but my dispensary staff would know them by heart in any case. Yep. But the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, which is the modern Bible of English-speaking herbal medicine, recommends three herbs uh, critically for addressing chronic sinusitis, and they are echinacea, yep. elder, yep. and eyebright. Now, eyebright might sound a little strange to be in a sinus formula, but um, it has multiple benefits on the upper respiratory tract. In fact, an English herbalist, uh, Simon Mills, a uh, very eminent uh, medical herbalist in the UK, uh, referred to eyebright as the herb to consider for what he called any waterlogged condition of the upper respiratory tract, mm. and I've always took it on board. Those three herbs, in turn, reinforced necessarily by the herb golden seal yep. and by the very underused, and I say this for practitioners that might be listening to this program, and I know many of them do, the very underused British herb known as ground ivy. Ground ivy is a lovely, gentle remedy that has done uh, wonders in my practice for treating kids with glue ear who in many cases uh, had uh, been able to overcome the need to have grommets as a result of using ground ivy-based preparation. So that formulation based on those five herbs in liquid form would be dispensed and a dose would be calculated for you, lad, which would probably be about five mils uh, BD or twice daily. Very safe formulation and not expensive. Mm -hmm. It needs to be worked with a little while, but I would be the most surprised person uh, if that did not do something to lessen his experience of this wretched condition. Those those herbs that I've mentioned, Echinacea, Eyebright Nelda, and yep. the American herb golden seal, remarkable remedy. I'm trying to get it growing in the Hunter Valley. I think I may have achieved it. And finally, uh, the British herb ground ivy in combination, uh, administered in a dose of five mils, say twice daily. Um, 39 Alma Road should be able to dispense that for you. It should be in our formulation handbook. Great. So I just ring up there and yeah, um, look, they could uh, they, they they would be able to dispense it for you across the counter. Fantastic. Thank you, Dennis. Well, that's great. Thank you, Camille. Hello, who's on the line? Barbara Ryan. Barbara, and yep. you've got a question you'd like to put to Dennis. Yes, I do, actually. Did you want to know what it was? Yes. I do. He's listening <laughs> Hello, now. Barbara. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Good, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I just recently, I've been getting a tick in my eye. Like, it just goes tick, 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 tick. Yes. And it winks and <laughs> yes, <laughs> gets you in yes, all amount yes, of trouble. Yes. Uh, and I was just wondering, is there anything that I could take herbal-wise? That how, long, how long have you been experiencing it? Uh, a couple of weeks. I'd okay. say about three or four weeks. I'd be surprised if it didn't resolve itself without any intervention. Right. I've, That's I've, good I've, had, I've had these things myself, and I have noticed that they tend to occur when I'm uh, studying, uh, reading too much, or under, right. or under stress. Okay. Uh, I'm on Facebook a fair bit. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the, well the, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say anything about that. But okay. uh, look, I'd be surprised if it were anything. Obviously, any of these things that go on indefinitely obviously need to be run past your GP, but I would be surprised if it didn't go into remission itself. Good, because it can be very embarrassing when you're talking to some people, male. People and... think you're winking at them, don't <laughs> yes. they? 
<laughs> Many a slap face have I got. <laughs> Thanks for your well, thank call. Thank you very Barbara. much for that. And, uh, yeah, that is funny the way the body takes on a voluntary type It thing. does. It's worrisome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, we've just got a, a minute and a half yeah. or so to go before... Yeah, well, look, I, I mentioned the... Um, the Herb Golden Seal, and it's a, in finalising the program, it's interesting just to let listeners know that Golden Seal is probably one of the rarest herbs on the planet. It, in recent times, has been raped by the American environment in which it grows naturally, and there's a worldwide attempt to try to save the herb and to cultivate it because of its importance in Anglo-American herbal medicine. A number of years ago, we imported starting material for the growing of the herb from the US, and it's been a real struggle. But only yesterday, only yesterday, my grandson and myself uh, broke open about oh, 100 six-inch pots that uh, held some rootstock of the herb, which we'd not looked at for some time. And I'm jubilant because they have wintered well and we repotted them into eight-inch pots and I think, I think I've broken the back of growing golden sealed. If we have... This is a major breakthrough. I'll try to then plant them and the property in the Hunter to see if they can sustain an existence in, in Hunter Valley soil. But the interesting thing is it looks as though we have demonstrated this rarest of herbs can in fact survive and be cultivated and I'm jubilant about it. Well done, Dennis. That's something to be proud of. Excellent. And that's bringing us really to the end of Health Natural What a good programme. What a good programme. Yes, some great suggestions Lovely. and thoughts and topics from listeners. So thank you very much, everybody. And we look forward to talking to Dennis again next uh, Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM for Health Naturally. You'll be able to catch this programme on podcast through our website 2 NURFM.com or through iTunes as well.